Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about COVID. Yes, another podcast about the pandemic, because once again, things are changing rapidly, and unfortunately, not for the better. The number of patients with COVID-19 in Catalan hospitals has doubled over the last three weeks. The use of COVID certificates has been extended after a bit of a blip. And new travel restrictions have been brought in to try to stall the spread of the Omicron variant. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about all of that and we'll hear from Dr. Magda Campines. She is the chair of Catalonia's COVID-19 Scientific Advisory Committee that provides recommendations directly to the government. Delighted that we're able to bring you that. I'm joined today by Gifre Jordan and Christina Tomas-White. Hi, folks. Hey, Lorcan. Hi, Lorcan. So I've brought a little prop along with me. This is a newspaper from the 8th of October, 2021. La Vanguardia, it says... La pandemia de la COVID ya está sota control en España. Do you want to translate that for us? <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, the pandemic is already under control in Spain. Uh, I guess you, you kept this newspaper because it was like I, maybe historic <laughs> newspaper, I, but I, not anymore. I saw it and thought that I'm going to keep that definitely. Spoke Either too soon. Spoke too soon. Listen, it's not just La Vanguardia. It was the same. We had a podcast maybe that week or the week after, which we said COVID-19 is at the end game as the nightclubs opened up Uh again. A good news podcast, I remember that. Yeah, good news podcast. (laughs) This isn't a good news podcast. So here we are at kind of looks like the start of the sixth wave now of COVID in Catalonia. So tell us a little bit what's going on here, Gifre, in terms of like figures and trends. Yeah, oh, well, as you said in the in the intro, uh, COVID is going up again. We have to say that uh, comparing figures in Catalonia, comparing these figures with the average in Europe and especially some some countries, it's got nothing to do. Mm. So the situation is not as bad. Therefore, there hasn't been more like restrictions or there's no curfew, there's for no example. Coffee, there's no capacity limits. There's no lockdown or anything. But still, what we've noticed is that a couple of months ago, every day we could report five, six hundred cases every day. Now we are approaching 3,000 and it's going up at the moment. It's still going up in terms of hospitalizations. It's a little bit the same. So it was like double now, more or less, compared to one month ago or three weeks ago. So it is going up pretty fast, although not as fast as the fifth wave, hmm. the one we had in summer, which was insane. That just exploded. Yeah. And that exploded. We a had lot of 8,000 cases every day, yeah. stuff yeah. like this. So. And that was, if you remember, that was um, down to a lot of mainly young people who hadn't been vaccinated at this yeah, point. I suppose now, that, that every, was, well, you know, young people have had the chance to get vaccinated. Absolutely. As well. That's that's the difference between this and the other wave. And well, in terms of ICUs, it's a little bit the same, like double uh, the numbers we had uh, three, four weeks ago. Although the good news is like we only have around 150 people in ICUs. Mm-hmm. Remember that in other waves, we got 700, 800, which was a bit dramatic for hospitals yeah. whose full capacity is like 900, 1000. So, but still, authorities are already concerned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gifri, you've been looking this week at kind of the profile of a typical person who has COVID in this sixth wave. Yeah, and I must say that no surprises. Uh, Non-vaccinated people, you know, are more prone to to end up in hospitals, in ICUs, just throwing a couple of figures. So uh, if you haven't got any jab, you will be four times more likely to, to 
end up in ICUs, twice more likely uh, to end up in, in ordinary, regular hospital beds. So some people maybe uh, they will say, oh, but there are more vaccinated people in hospitals than non-vaccinated. Yeah, because the overwhelming majority of people are vaccinated. But if you check the rates per 100,000 people, non-vaccinated people are two, two to four uh, times more than those who have. Yeah, put very, very simply, there's more vaccinated people in hospital because there's far more vaccinated people. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen. <laughs> that's the thing. It's obvious. And, well, other things in the sixth wave, other interesting things, I'd say, well, the highest rates of transmissions are among those between zero and nine, like the f on the people on uh, children, children in, in yeah. the first decade on, of their lives, because you know they are not yet eligible to to be vaccinated. So, and that's something that's completely different about this wave compared to anything else we've seen. Yeah. luckily, this ages uh, have like mild symptoms usually. Also, uh, compared to the first and second waves of COVID. Now, well-off people are having more often uh, right. COVID because of their, you know, social life is yeah. like, well... We saw that over the summer, too, because a lot of people were able to right. afford, you know, going on fancy, or not so fancy, but like on vacation, you know, they were out socializing. Yeah, yeah, mm. whereas Absolutely. like poorer people weren't. Yeah, so more or less, that's, that's a little bit the very basics of the sixth wave, let's say. Okay, so um, as always, when cases go up, Governments Act to kind of bring in some restrictions. This time around, Christina, it's been an extension of the use of COVID certificates, COVID passes, isn't that right? Yeah, because um, they've already been in place in nightclubs as well as indoor concerts with um, where the audience is standing rather than seated, as well as social events in hotels and restaurants with indoor dance floors. And now as That's basically like weddings, I suppose. Is yeah, that? It's like yeah. a roundabout <laughs> round way of saying, yeah. you know. <laughs> Pretty much. But I mean, hey, if you don't want to dance at your wedding, yeah. I guess you're fine. <laughs> um and now they've extended it. Well, they right. tried to extend it Yeah, they tried to do it last Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, I was actually out and about that morning before they announced that they were postponing it. They were um, delaying it until this Friday. Tell us what happened. Well, last Friday, they wanted to extend uh, the health pass use to bars, cafes, restaurants, gyms, sports centers, as well as for people who are visiting um, nursing homes. Um, however, what actually happened was that the, the website and the app where you can download these health passes crashed because so many people were trying to download their certificates at once that it was impossible for was many to actually get it. Yeah, that, that's putting they, it politely. They had, they had some months to download it, we have to say. But yeah. of course, yeah. if, they, if you donate it, so you'll yeah. wait until the yeah. time where... The when last you minute. And if you travel, because it's the same certificate that if you had to it's travel abroad. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's valid all over the EU. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about certificates again later on. We're kind of going to go through some questions that readers of Catalan News and listeners to the podcast keep sending us. So we're going to go through a few of them, which involve certificates. Now, we should say we're recording this now on Thursday. And by the time you're listening to this on Saturday or any time after that, the COVID certificates in Catalonia should now be used in all those places that we've mentioned earlier from Friday, if everything goes according to plan second time round. In any case, though, well, at least all this uh, obligation to, to use certificate has carried some side effect which has been the, the increase of vaccinations, especially first doses. 
And actually, last week, there was like uh, 64% more vaccinations when talking about the first dose compared to the previous week. And actually, I've, I've, I've noticed some cues in vaccination, yeah. vaccination sites even today. I mean, I saw... Uh, some queue, uh, 11 a.m., it was like, well, what's going on here? Oh, vaccination yeah. side. Ah, no, nice. I have okay. to say, it's funny, anecdotally as well, like last Sunday, I think it was out for a bit of a walk around Montjuic, and they've got the fear that Barcelona there, the huge vaccination centre, but it was queued out the door, queued all along the street, and Absolutely. I was like, oh, that must be because of the certificates. And this week, some uh, vaccination centres are reopening, not only because of that, but because of the booster shot, mm-hmm. the, this third dose, which is already approved. Uh, for those over 60, health workers, and people with uh, weakened uh, immune system authorities are already considering um, introducing it well. for, for those uh, between 40 and 60 or something like that. And the overall figure at the minute is 76.5% of the population, the whole population, has now been fully vaccinated. So quite high when you're looking at the European average. And this can increase uh, very soon because authorities are about, are about to start the rollout for those between 5 and 11 children, children we mean, yeah. uh, because the European Medicines Agency has already officially recommended. So authorities here are expected to to begin the rollout in, in the coming weeks, very soon, actually. Okay. Now, one of the recommendations of the World Health Organization in terms of good pandemic management practice for governments is the creation of independent scientific advisory committees. Catalonia has done just that. They've brought together a group of over two dozen medical and scientific professionals to advise the government on the pandemic. The chair of the advisory board is Dr. Magda Campines, head of preventive medicine and epidemiology at Valdebaran Hospital in Barcelona. And she spoke to Christina earlier this week. Omicron has already been detected in Catalonia. What do we know about this variant so far? Right now, it seems that most confirmed cases are mild and nobody has been hospitalized. If this is truly the case and vaccines are sufficiently effective against this variant, we should not have much trouble. Will we need more restrictions? I think there will be more cases in the coming weeks. If hospitals are overloaded and not all patients can be treated, then more restrictions should be put in place, like capacity or time limits in places where there are a lot of people. What precautions should we take over the holidays? I think company Christmas meals with people from different social bubbles should be avoided because they are risky. As for holiday meals with family members, they should take place with extra precautions and most people should be vaccinated. If they're not, it's hard to tell them not to come, but they should get a PCR test 48 hours beforehand. Who should be getting booster shots? Those who are most vulnerable and over 60 should of course get boosters, but I think we need to gradually expand coverage to all adults over 18. Right now, the ECDC recommends third doses for people over 40. Once that has been done, we should give them to 18 to 40-year-olds. 
I think for now we should give booster shots to people over 18 and before giving them to over 12 year olds we should consider vaccinating younger children. What would you tell somebody who doesn't want to get vaccinated? Out of all the millions of people who have been vaccinated worldwide, we know that adverse vaccine side effects are extremely rare and therefore they should not fear side effects, but rather getting COVID and ending up in an ICU and possibly dying. That was Dr. Magda Campaigns. Thanks very much to her. Very interesting conversation, Christina. Yeah, no, it was actually really nice to talk to her. Um, another thing that she mentioned that I thought was pretty interesting was that travel restrictions, like, you know, when we close borders, like several countries have done um, for flights from Southern Africa, that it should only be a temporary me- measure because if the variant is actually more transmissible, it's only a matter of time in because, you know, we live in a globalized world. It's only a matter of time that it will eventually replace Delta as the most... Um, dominant variant. And so closing borders should only be done temporarily to adopt other measures like um, administering booster shots to delay its spread. Hmm. I suppose it buys people a bit of time in other words. But I mean, speaking of the travel restrictions, as you mentioned, um, several countries, including Spain, have suspended flights from Southern Africa, from Botswana and South Africa and several neighboring countries. Within the EU now, Things are so bad when it comes to COVID that there are no more of these. I don't know if you've seen the map of the EU with the color-coded traffic light map. But basically the green areas, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, means that you can travel without any restrictions to other parts of the EU. There are no green areas. So no matter where you're coming from in the EU to Catalonia, you now have to show proof of vaccination or recovery or a test. Basically, you need your EU COVID passport as it's called our website actually has a guide uh, called what are the COVID-19 travel rules for entering Spain from abroad where you'll see the countries outside of the EU um, what the rules are for them so for some of them where COVID is very low you don't need to do anything at all but for the vast majority you need to be vaccinated and that includes the UK which up until now was a bit of an exception where you could travel to Catalonia with a test now you need to be vaccinated Another guide that we have on our website, catalannews.com, is on the certificates, COVID-19 certificates, how to get them and where they are required in Catalonia. Because we have had a ton of emails about this, haven't we? Yeah. I haven't been dealing with them, you two have. Yeah. yeah. And ri- yeah. this enriches uh, Catalonia News, actually. I mean, getting all this emails because we get to know your problems, like mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. Th- uh, for the audience. And that, that that has been to so keep them coming. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, definitely. Um, I mean, we try our best to answer all of the questions and some things that there are some things that we brought up quite a few times with the health department. And, you know, they're kind of aware of the issues, but there's still issues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we'll, we'll try our best to answer your questions. OK, one that, you know, you've told me that you're, you're seeing all the time is how do you get a certificate if you don't have a CatSalute card? CatSalute is just the public health system. Yeah, right? yeah. No, so um, definitely like there are a ton of people that were vaccinated who were vaccinated here and they haven't been able to because they don't have a CatSalute card. They can't log into La Meva Salud and download it from the website Mm -hmm. or the app. And so essentially what these people should do is email atanciociutadana at catsalut.cat 
Um, you can find the address, the email address in the guide that we just mentioned mm -hmm. and just explain your situation, give them as much information you can about when you were vaccinated, like maybe your, your appointment booking confirmation and, um, your passport number near or TIE and, um, yeah, they should get back to you. And if this doesn't work, you might have to insist, but if this doesn't work, feel free to write to us and we'll see what we can do. Mm -hmm. On that note, I would like to point out that um, if you live in Catalonia and you're registered in a Padro census, you are entitled to at least basic health coverage, if not more, but at least basic coverage. So you are entitled to a Catalut card and you can apply for this online. Okay. So what about those people? in the situation we've just described that can't get the certificate, are they able to go to bars, restaurants, all those places that you need it now? Well, yes, in theory, they are allowed to. Um, so the health department told us that if they show their justifican vacunal... And That's like evidence of vaccine. Yeah, it's yeah. slightly so it's, different from yeah, the it's certificate. Not the, yeah, it's not their certificate, but it is proof of vaccination. Um, if they show that and their ID, they should be allowed. But this isn't necessarily valid for travel, so... If you do not have your certificate yet, you should try to get it. Okay. Next, we've had some people who were vaccinated outside the EU but live in Catalonia. Are they able to get an EU COVID certificate? Uh, yeah, indeed. If they've uh, been living here for a while, um, I, I mean, not tourists, let's say, but if, if they are residing here, they can go to their CAP, to their primary care center, and ask for it, showing you know, their ID and something, and also an official certificate in their countries, and they will get the EU COVID certificate as long as they've been vaccinated with uh, a brand that is accepted by the World Health Organization that excludes vaccines such as Sputnik, for instance, but includes others such as Sinopharm. Okay, so that's for people who live in Catalonia. What about tourists who come from outside the EU, are they allowed into bars, cafes and so on? Yeah, well, again, in theory, um, if they have a vaccination certificate um, that was valid for entry into Spain, um, such as a US CDC card, um, they should be allowed in bars and restaurants and all other venues where it's required if they show the card and their ID. Okay, well, that's more or less all we've got time for today. So, I mean, we're at that stage again, Omicron, new variant, we're kind of just waiting again, what's going to happen? Christmas is looking, well, we heard a little bit earlier as well from Christina's report that big gatherings aren't being recommended, but I mean, at least it's better than last year. Yeah, in theory, it's going to be better than last year. At this stage last year, they were already saying, well, there's going to be curfew uh, for Christmas, but now... No one is saying it. No authorities are saying it. So doesn't yeah, seem it, to be on the cards, does it? No, it doesn't seem on the cards. We will see with this new variant, but, but it looks a little bit better than than 2020 Christmas. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Christina? Cada dos por tres. Cada dos por tres. Each two for three. I don't really know what yeah, it means. Yeah, apart from, yeah. Well, literally, yes. But Yeah, no, just something that happens a lot. Something that's very frequent. Something that happens a lot. Like, is for instance, our podcasts on COVID. Yeah. That, no. That's something that's <laughs> happening cada dos por tres. Yeah, we're talking about this cada dos por tres. Cada dos por tres. And that is us for today. Thanks very much for tuning in. Do subscribe to Filling the Sink if you haven't already. And tell your friends. Thanks very much to Dr. Magda Campines. 
Thanks to the two of you. Thanks, Christina and Gifrey. Thanks yeah, for having thanks. us. Thanks, Lorcan. And we're back again next Saturday with a brand new episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, keep safe. Bye for now. Adieu. Thank you.